Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Going across the Tasman now to Sam Phillips, who's a very good rider with the Sydney Morning Herald. And uh, Sam, welcome into the show. Uh, being heard around New Zealand, um, you know what we're ringing you about. You've written a very, very tantalising story about, I want to know about, is it a maybe, is it a probably that LeBron James' son could end up playing in the NBL? Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, look, I would say uh, probably might be a bit of a stretch at this point. It's still a bit early, but um, there is a bit of chatter about yeah, whether, whether Bronny would be best suited to um, follow the path of LaMelo Ball um, and what he did with the Hawks a couple of years ago. And um, Hampton, for example, over, over there at the Breakers and, and, and several young guys who have skipped college to come and spend a year in the NBL. Um, and, yeah, Paul, Paul Smith, the owner of the Sydney Kings, um, never afraid of sort of putting his, uh, his name and, and uh, um, his voice out there and was happy to say yesterday that yeah, there's only one City big enough for the LeBron and, and for Bronny, and that's uh, that's Sydney. Now, Bronny James, what's his, obviously his pedigree is fantastic, but he'll always be LeBron James' son. How does he go on the court? Is he good? Yeah, he's good. He's good. I, I certainly don't think he'll be um, taken number one like LeBron was famously by the, the Cavaliers many years ago, but he definitely looks like he'll be part of a, a sort of 2024 NBA draft. Um, whether he's sort of uh, top 10 even, I would doubt. I would say he'd be right now. He'd probably be sort of mid-20s at this point. And, and whether that's, again, just based on his pedigree and his potential, I'm not I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, look, if, you, if you're anywhere, getting drafted anywhere in the, near the first round of an NBA draft, you're a pretty handy player. So, um, yeah, it would certainly make an impact to uh, any NBL team he, he does, if he does uh, make his way out here. What's the appeal for these young guys to come down and play in this Australasian league? Is it is it to to sort of fast track their way to the NBA by dodging college, or what? What is their reason for doing it? I think what we've seen is Lamelo, for example, is a good example. Yeah, is, is a very good example of someone who what, I remember watching him play um, down at Wollongong a couple of times, and it was not like he was. Um, and it was evidently clear that he was going to be the, the superstar that he is now. Um, but it's quite clear that the impact of playing against grown men at that age has on someone's development. It does fast-track their ability to be NBA-ready as soon as they enter the league. Um, Luka Doncic obviously played multiple years in Europe um, before he made his way to the Mavericks and is now one of the best players in the league. So on top of that, they're able to earn a bit of money, um, heaps of money. It's certainly not the amount of money that they earn um, in the NBA, but that's always nice too for guys from 
I suppose, a bit rougher backgrounds than what um, Bronny's from. But, yeah, it definitely it's, it's a matter of developing your skill set against grown men rather than against um, kids your own age like you would in the American college system. Now, of course, LeBron James is not getting any younger, and I heard him say the last thing he wanted to achieve in his playing career was to play with his son. So... Is there, ridiculously, a chance that LeBron, because he doesn't need the money, so it's not about having to afford him, but just saying, why don't you two come down and play for play for the Sydney Kings? or uh, No, nah, play for the Breakers. You know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> play for the Breakers. Is there a chance that, uh, would that be a carrot that someone would dangle to him? So, you know, you can be on the same playing roster as your son, which you've expressly said you'd like to do? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I, I said to Paul yesterday, do you really think there's a chance that it would be a package deal would it just be LeBron coming out here to watch his son play? And he said, "No, like the the chat is wherever he goes, um, wherever Bronny goes is what LeBron will follow, and he wants to play with him. He wants to teach him the the ins and outs of becoming an NBA star. So, um, yeah, look, it, I wouldn't be blown away. If, oh, sorry, I would be blown away <laughs> if, if LeBron James was wearing uh, purple and gold of, of the City Kings rather than the Los Angeles Lakers colours, but." Um, yeah, certainly wouldn't be out of the, the realm of possibilities at this point because he does really want to finish his career, whether it's here, whether it's in the NBA, playing alongside his son, which would be a pretty amazing achievement um, in itself. So how old is Bronny James, the son? And, and, and so, so what, what year are we targeting that potentially he could come down and play in our league? So I'm pretty sure he's uh, uh, he's 17. I'm pretty sure he's a he's a sophomore or a junior right now. He's got maybe one year left of um, one year left of high school, and then he would have to then make a call as to whether whether he goes to college or whether he comes out here. So he, I think it would be around the sort of 2023 2024 um, season is when he would be looking at him making his way out um, before he then transitions into the NBA. Now, we know there's strong leagues all over the world, like it's strong in Turkey, it's strong in Greece, um, all through the Asian countries. Is this a really, really big tick for um, the vi- not the viability, but, but the authenticity of the Australasian league that on the world stage, this is really highly regarded? Yeah, it's quickly becoming, it's, it's probably not, if you look through a traditional basketball lens, it's probably not still quite as strong as the as the European leagues. Like the Spanish teams are still quite strong, for example. But it, what it, what the NBL has shown in recent years is whether you are um, the Hamptons or the Balls or whether you're sort of more of a Jay Sean Tate who was playing at the Kings last year and Deddy Lozada was playing at the Kings last year. Um, they've all made their way to the NBA. There's talk that Xavier Cooks is going to do the same thing. He's playing for the Kings right now. So it's becoming a league where... For some reason, there is something about the way the teams are developing these guys and they're then able to transition into their dream, which is, is being NBA players, whereas in Europe, it's more about team success, etc. whereas over here, it does seem that you're allowed to sort of run your own race and do what you need to do to get yourself ready to be an NBA star. And, and the NBL, therefore, leverages um, a bit of that star power. Like, the NBL... Is going is going well. It's going okay. But if LeBron's son, um, even without LeBron, was here, it would they would sell out. They would sell out Coos Bank, Bank Arena every week. So um, that's what the league needs. It's not sort of one of the strongest sports in this country, and and I'm sure I'm not quite sure how, where, where it stands over there. But um, yeah, the league's happy to trade off a bit of um, yeah investing in these individuals for for some publicity. 
And and the we'll just look at the NBL in general. Where are the hotbeds? Like we know um, Perth have an amazing support base, um, amazing following, always really really good crowds. On the um, eastern coast, where are the strongholds of basketball? I'd say uh, up up north. It's very it's surprising, but Cairns a very very popular team. It's probably because they've only got them and the Cowboys up there, North Queensland Cowboys, um, Melbourne. Obviously, with United and Phoenix, they've got a bit of a rivalry there. The, the Kings here, that they, they really are starting to get a bit of a foothold. It, in Sydney, Sydney's a bit of a fickle town where if you don't have much success, you won't get many fans through the gates. But they, they really are starting to pick up nine or 10,000 at every game, which is a really good effort. Um, but yeah, I would say Melbourne is probably the uh, my best attended and the NBL is still forefront of mind there, regardless of how those teams are going. Um and then Sydney would probably be number two. But the, the towns that, that don't have um, as many sporting teams as, as like, like Cairns and like Perth, they really are one of the big teams. And, and it's um, during the summer, it's probably as well supported in those cities as, as Big Bash is. And, and Big Bash has been a, a revelation here in the last sort of decade. Yeah, it really has. And the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, um, I think it's a hideous name, but by the by, because <laughs> we don't even know what they are. I think they're jumping ants or something, aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah. Has, has that been a yeah. successful integration for them into the league? Yeah, they definitely have made a, a, a mark. And, and the fact that they have been, they're on sort of the cusp of the um, of, of playoffs. They're only, I think, a game or two behind the Kings at this point. Um that certainly helped. Um, and Tasmania is just absolutely desperate for any professional sport. They've been starved for years, and that's why finally they're really ramping up their push for um, an AFL team. But I think any that, that the NBL is smart to go down there because they are successful because there really is no other choice for Tasmanians. They, they've, um, yeah, as I said, been starved for decades. And the first team in there, like the Jack Jumpers, despite their name, was always going to be well-supported. <laughs> And I have to ask you about the Breakers and Australians' view on the Breakers. Um, I, I, I feel like we're forever saying they're the most affected team by COVID. They haven't been home for years and years, but mm-hmm. they're domiciled there. Um, it's, it, I, I just feel like the supporter base here back in New Zealand is a little bit like we're, we're tired of these sorts of excuses or, or reasons, maybe not excuses, but maybe reasons. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Is this a dangerous season? for the Breakers who for so long you know championship finals if we didn't win the final we were in the final um, we're winning championships we've got banners in the in the stadium back here that we haven't been able to go to for two years do you think within that club they've got the bounce back ability to if we get back to some normalcy next season do you think they can do it and do you think it's important they do it for the league on a whole yeah, the league needs the breakers. They are a, a rich part of the league's history. And I think what you'll see is they are, as you, as you well know, they are a, a, an organisation with a, with a lot of history of success. And that goes a long way in re-establishing um, that success in, in the long term. And I think, look, I, I'm sure over there you guys are very sick of hearing about, um, as you say, uh, excuses of, of guys being away and that's not easy for them being away from their... Um, their home and their city and their stadium. But I think the one advantage the Breakers always had is regardless of how good or bad they were, playing over there was always, always a massive challenge for any team, no matter how good they were. So, look, if they're able to get back to their home base and set up, and, and they probably will need some sort of a roster overhaul, 
I have no doubt, especially in the NBL, it's 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 a it's a league with a lot of turnover. It won't take long before they're back on the cusp of, of playoffs. I'd say. Hey, brilliant, Sam. Always uh, great to chat to you. Thanks for um, thanks for the comments, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited that uh, little Bronny. Uh, he's probably bigger than me. Shouldn't call him that. <laughs> LeBron Junior. Bronny James could well be heading down under. If he does, we'll get you on regularly. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us and giving us the NBL update. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So. We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.